Welcome to the panel lockdown limited edition session. Um, I have my wonderful co-hosts. Rain underscore Nelson underscore 445. Blacklisted. Nils JP. What's that I hear the audience say? Oh, we've got 30 trainers. What do we do? <laughs> Ah, it just so happens we have an expert with us today, Jeff. Well, the happening? people are quiet now. What is happening? Oh my! Please, can you help us, please? Yeah, no, of course, man. More than more than happy to, man. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. So, um, lads, and to the lads and ladies out there, show sure. us your shoes. Gosh, let's see the, let's see the damage. Oops, Skylon 2s. See, my, mine ain't bad. Oh, are you serious? clean trainers, man. What is, why are you is, flexing for? Why are you, why are you shoes? I'm, oh, sorry. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> Hold on. One second. Hold on. You worn those. They have been warm. What it is, you lot can't see, and obviously the they are they they are dirty. The, the, the midsole is dirty. The actual suede on the side is actually dirty. But I was saying this earlier. I don't necessarily because my second pair or my other pair was going to be these. But they, oh, sorry, Jeff. Sorry, man. Let me join in. Hold on. Oh, 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 it's oh, not training oh, day, oh. cleaning day, it's flex day. Oh, 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 oh okay, oh. in the bags as well. We're, we're, we're oh, really sorry. flexing like that. Oh, like that? <laughs> really yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no. Gang, 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 gang. Flexing like that, yeah. Oh, gang, gang, oh. with the laces. The, oh, the little... right. oh, sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, sorry, anyway. sorry, sorry. <laughs> and he yeah. just dashed them. They're, they're, they're... There is some real, real, real yin yang gang 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 stuff going on today. Jesus, meant to be cleaning shoes, not flossing. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh shit! Sorry. I've worn mine yet. I've worn mine. Yeah, you wear everything. As soon as you get it, it's on foot. You don't, you don't mess I'm around. Not a, I'm not a collector. I just wear it. Yeah, because you work for Jason Marks, and you know you can get them sorted out afterwards. <laughs> That's true. That is true. But in saying that, no. I had other trainers, but um, uh, we, we had a, a, an email come in saying that they had to be a certain kind of um, a certain brand. So um, making, I'm sticking to that format. I did have a, a, a dirty pair of trainers, and that probably shows the respect that I have for certain brands. Uh, the dirty pair of trainers that I could clean are really dirty, but I can't bring them on. And the ones that are not dirty, yeah. but anyway, yeah. long ago. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I appreciate right. you, man. Right, so... Man like Jeff, what is the first step? We we have all this stuff when we're cleaning trainers and I can hear a way to start cleaning the trainers. Ideally, um, so that, that first set you picked up was the suede kit. So um, if, if, not, if, if people don't have the suede kit, you can also refer to the premium brush for this. But basically okay. the suede kit, is ideal because it comes with a horsehair bristle brush and predominantly use that to dry brush the uppers down first just to get off any debris mm -hmm. off that. Um, the rubber is designed to basically erase blemishes away from um, materials like suede and felt um, new box as well um, we done a pair actually done a pair yesterday yesterday these are 2006 metallic fives Ooh. Oh, um, they are actually beat to shit, as you can see. Um, oh, wow, yeah, however, it, how is it meant to be? Did someone say something? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm not too sure what just happened. There. Um, so yeah, so predominantly, you want to dry brush the uppers down, um, just to get all surface area to kind of see what kind of levels of dirt you're dealing with. That right there in your hand mm -hmm. is a premium brush. This, now that, this one. 
That one, well, Henry, sorry, let me be more specific because the screens keep flickering. So Henry's holding the suede brush. That's the horsehair bristle brush. Now, this kit is designed for Mate. dry use only. Okay. No, you okay. don't wet this brush. You don't put solution on this brush. It's purely for pre and post suede cleaning and your preliminary step before you tackle anything right. that is a form of absorbent material. Ooh, so I can use this brush. Ah, no, wait, hold on. Are people getting this information? You see the information that the panel's bringing through Jason Marks? Did you hear those wordage that, that, that Jeff was just using? I can't remember what you said. Mad team, mad team. Prelim. Yeah, so for something like what Rain's cleaning right now, um, due to it being black suede, it being heavily dyed, um, more times than not, when you use the suede brush and the rubber first, um, you can then kind of gauge whether or not it needs a deeper clean. More times than not, Dry brushing it down should revitalize the pores yeah, of the suede. Uh, unless you've worn it out in the rain or you've kind of battered it down to God knows next Wednesday. But like more times yeah. than not, it should be the ideal way of doing it. Now, yeah. Dwayne, Dwayne's holding cool. or just dropped ah. the, the premium. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. So that comes in the travel kit, and that's the slightly smaller travel friendly size of it. You've got Henry with the bigger version trying to choose. There yeah. we go. Okay, cool. Travel so the travel things. kit, wicked. So the travel kit ideally is used um, across most materials. It's also one of the best selling kits that we do have just because it kind of has all your general necessities in one. Um, it comes with a mm -hmm. microfiber towel, um, yeah. which is a nine by nine size, which is just slightly smaller than the standard size one, yet again, travel friendly um, size. Then you've got the three quick wipes that are used to maintain the cleanliness of your midsoles and durable levers like a white Air Force One. And then yeah, you've yeah. also got a, a two ounce bottle of solution. Now yeah. the two ounce bottle of solution itself, yeah, Rain's holding that, bang on. And that is covers you up to 50 cleans. So don't judge it by its size. Um, obviously the solution is purely concentrated and it needs to be diluted with water in the use of process, in the process of use. Um, so it goes a long way. Mm, most importantly, like I said to you, uh, dry brush the uppers down. You can use the premium brush to do that or the suede brush, totally depending yeah. on what you want to do. With Rain's pair, given that he's got suede, black suede on it, I, I, given to what I see on the camera, it still looks fairly clean, um, given that he's worn it. So you will try your best to try and avoid wetting the black suede just to cause to avoid cause of color loss or pigment transportation. Um, if you over wet suede, there's a high possibility that the um, pigment actually will run onto other parts of the shoe. Right. So especially with something like the Air Atmos Air Max 1, um, clean it section by section, move your way across it, make sure you use the premium brush. Um, so the premium brush itself is actually made of hog hair bristles. Um, hog hair bristles. bristles. Yeah, so it's, it's bougie. <laughs> um, like exquisite trainers are require exquisite maintenance and cleaning, you know. So nothing but bougie. So uh, the premium brush is designed to lather up the solution anywhere between six to eight times more than a standard brush. Uh, the standard brush, if it's not in frame, is made out of plastic acrylic bristles. I can grab one quickly. <laughs> Cool. Are you man and you people out there taking all of this great info in? I hope so. And the brush. Nice. Cool. So this is the acrylic bristle brush and this is designed to clean the undersole. So for the ones who aren't familiar with the breakdown of, of the shoe, this is your undersole, the bottom side. Okay, so this is ideal to tackle this, like especially with the grooves in the undersole and whatnot. Um, for something like the Metallic 5, okay, given the age of it, um, you see there's flaking on the paint and you kind of want to really avoid yeah. um, causing more paint loss. So on this instance, rather than using the standard brush, you'd refer to the premium brush due to the softer bristles. The Flynet Racer that Henry is currently brushing down, Cool. Now, one thing you need to be wary about the flight eraser is that massive black stripe that goes across the midsole. Yeah. Yep. That isn't sealed. Okay. So 
So what that means is if you had um, wiped it too hard, the black will come off. Right. So Mr. Black existed, don't touch the black strip. Yeah, so be very, very not. gentle with the black strip, yeah. So that it's obviously <laughs> there are thousands of trainers that come through Jason Mark. Um, mm-hmm. um, how do you know all of the different intricacies? So obviously you mentioned about um, the seal on the flying racer. You mentioned about the, the, the suede, which is on the, um, the Atmos um, Air Max 1 Jordan. How, is it something that's trained to you or is it something that you've picked up over the time and then you make notes of those and then you share them amongst your colleagues? It, it's, it's actually a, a good balance of both, to be honest. Um, there was a, so if, if people weren't familiar with the drop-off service prior to coming to London, it had already existed about four years prior to it being in London. Um, with that being said, the head SCT over there um, had already kind of compiled all these different facts and trial and errors that they've kind of gone into um, to kind of create a safety net going forward so that things like this can be avoided. Um, so like there's a number of different materials that we try our best not to clean or we don't clean at all. like vegetable tan leather like everybody knows vegetable tan leather is unsealed however not everybody knows that vegetable tan leather is will darken or tarnish just from moisture alone so there's people that try to use jason mark and clean there and then there's the misconception of oh i use jason mark and this fucked up my trainers because the leather turned darker etc like the thing is it's not really the case. It's more so any form of moisture. So even if you were walking around, got caught out in the rain in a pair of vegetarian trainers, the way the watermarks will, will then embed and stain the lever itself and darken over time. So it's just one of those yeah. kind of things where it's just, I think, research into to materials, um, all sways are not the colour it is when it's presented on the shoot. Like, I mm. think 75 to 80% of the nicest runners around the world um, whether it's a New Balance, A6, Nike, the whole lot, like they're heavily pigment dyed materials. And like, for example, like Raging Bull Fives, all of us know the Raging Bull Fives are heavily dyed red shoe. That shoe, like mm-hmm. any form of cleaning, will cause massive color loss. Like the Biotech Dunks, it's the reason it's so vibrant is because the, the pigment has been re dyed again and again and again until it gets to the color that they want so with suede in general it's important that in the cleaning process if you have to deep clean it to make sure that the brush isn't like wet it's got to be damp otherwise you'll just end up screwing up pretty badly so Hmm. when when people say um to follow on from your point when people say ah jason mart messed up my product because i was trying to clean the shoes invariably what you're saying is it's not the product per se it's the um it's the shoe and how the shoe has been put together is that correct absolutely absolutely i mean don't get me wrong there's there's there is actually i'm not even going to try and explain that point because it doesn't even make sense what i'm trying to say is it's like it's more so the things that are affected upon materials that cause the change uh, okay so therefore mm. if, if liquid for example, one of the noticeable things that I've, I've spoken about several times is all the new Jordan 1s. So ever since the Shatter Backboard released, um, mm. and then the Breads, and then the Royals. So I'm talking about 2016 onwards. So 2015, 2016 onwards. All of the new 85 remastered shape Jordan 1s, those leathers all bleed. Like they're all somewhat unsealed up to a certain extent. So the first and foremost thing you can always check if a shoe's lever has been like um, sealed or not is grab a microfiber towel, mm-hmm. dry and just rub it against the material and see if the color like transfers off. That will be like oh, a, right. a, a, a massive tip that I can give to, to you. <clears throat> just to mm. kind of like, if you're not sure, you know, like there's certain yeah. things like, Newbuck is still a form of suede, but Newbuck doesn't bleed anywhere as bad as suede would, just due to the way yeah. the finishes and, and how it's been made. Yeah. So that microfiber towel is by far the second most important thing after the correct brush used on, on your on your thing, on, on your shoes. So 
the microfiber towel you should see if you rub it against the heel of your uh well as rain's rubbing it against the suede surely once you that's the color transfer but you'll probably see a bit of tarnishing from the black onto the towel uh, just because it is pigment dye. Um, with Emil Skylons, there is nothing delicate. Well, I mean, the whole shoe is delicate, but there isn't anything that you've got to be precautious of, of color transfer or whatnot, because it's not mm. suede that's on the skyline, it's felt. And you've got meshes and um, delicate materials on it too. Um, however, with that being said, the Skylon itself, um, it being a cream colored felt, the type of felt they used on this Skylon is the same type of felt they used on the re-retro of the Ultramarine, Ultramarine 180s. Okay. Now, you get them dirty and don't deal with it there and then, there's a high possibility the mark will still have some form of shadowing after cleaning. Wow. So it is one of those kind of things where... It's, it's important to kind of treat things as you as you get mm -hmm. them um, just because you know a stain is a stain at the end of the day and the trainers are made from somewhat similar materials to what we have uh -huh. on clothes so depending on what goes onto the shoes yeah kind of play a major part on how well it'll clean out mm. Jerry, um, what's the hardest shoe um that you've had to clean um, at Jason Mark? Dwayne's Air Max. <laughs> <laughs> what, why? Why though? Why? Rob, I've never dealt with that material before. That, that material right. doesn't exist on any other shoe. I don't even know what that material nope. is. But like, yep. the, thing is, the thing is, is like um, cleaning that shoe. I mean, I still nailed it because, like, I don't, I don't fall back on a challenge. Do you see what I'm saying? But like, it was a challenge because the material itself is is quite dense. So there is like multiple layers across the mag, and mm. people that have never touched the mag, tough luck. Um, but it, I have. I touched the mag. I touched. No, <laughs> well, I never thought I'd actually see one in person. To be honest. So thank you, Dwayne, for bringing that along. Um, oh, bless. That, that just uh, highlights Dwayne's trust for you as well. Yeah, that old bro. Yeah, it came with terms and conditions when he dropped off to me, you know. Like, good man Dwayne came out of nowhere. He's like, make sure nobody does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like that. <laughs> like, bare terms and conditions. So as you walk it away, there's me thinking, like, like, I've known Dwayne for almost 10 years. Like, I trust him. And I know he trusts me, but I really <laughs> could just give the shoes back to him right now, knowing what they're worth, <laughs> innit? But, um, you know, time came, and, you know, it, it allowed me to clean the shoe. And I think the reason why I found that shoe really hard to clean is just because of, like I mentioned, the density of the material. So if you're cleaning the shoe and you overwet a particular part of it, after it dries, it dries with a water stain. So then oh, you wow. have to go back round it and then you have to even it out and then you've got to do it again and again. And then next thing you know, you're just there, like you've lost hours to the shoe. So like, I mean, all well and dandy, there's people that were like, oh yeah, I can clean my shoe. Why do I need to pay money for you guys to clean it? Um, I think it's just the level of attention and detail that we put into it that makes it, that makes it worth it. I think it's the experience of of knowing what to do when handling materials versus somebody who doesn't know what they're doing and just throwing balls deep with it. Um, there's definitely a massive, massive kind of uh, difference that will kind of um, portray the outcome. Um, with that being said, I think the mag was definitely one of the hardest shoes I've cleaned. I think um, if, if we're talking about a more kind of attainable level, off-white, I think the off-white, um, the first 10, the Air Max 97, the Blazer, the Air Force, um, the, uh, the 90, everything that has that multiple stash of material, yeah, he created that weird TPU cross-section mm -hmm. material. Dude, like that stuff, like if you allow it to sit in the shoe, that shit's for sure going to stay. Because... What people don't know is like the layering of the off-whites come 
Um, so there's plastic on the top and then there's exposed foam underneath. Right. Once, once the dirt goes straight through the plastic, it then stains the foam. This is why everybody is starting to kind of see yellowing issues and be like, oh, can we see the yellowing of the foam? Da, 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 da. Unfortunately, you can't. I think Virgil, if anything, Virgil designed it that way for it to age that way. And to be fair, yeah, like yeah. more pairs than not end up going that yellow, whether you wear it or just keep it. Or not, yeah. Mm. It's, it's interesting you say uh, it's the dirt that causes the yellowing and not the oxidation on the, um, on the materials. Um, I think, to be honest, if you want an accurate answer, it's a bit of both. Like the warmth of your foot um, definitely plays a major part to oxidization. Like we know that from Jordans, you know? Right. We know that from wearing metallic fibers from back in the day. We know that from literally anything that had an icy sole to invisible woman Air Force Ones where the whole toe box is, is, is plastic. Like mm. oh, I yes. my invisible woman's out now, it's lilac and yellow it's no longer received and mm. I, I barely wore that shoe I, I just stored it away because it was so damn uncomfortable but it, it was it's, it's just one of those things whenever plastic um, with a translucency or transparency is involved in the process oxidization mm -hmm. is inevitable yeah it's, it's like inside my espo um like my espo air force twos the all plastic ones yeah 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 Rain, what is that in your hand? So, uh, what well, is that? I'm going to ask Jeff because I haven't seen it. Obviously, I've seen a lot of the stuff in regards to the repel and obviously the foam, which is quite a new product, and then the brushes and whatnot. But these or this, it actually says Moso shoe inserts. So, Jeff, talk to us about this and what, what it does. It's sort of your blood clot, smelly feet out, bro. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, good. Okay, cool. So, if you take it out of the packaging, um, it'll be it'll be a nicer way to kind of walk through it. So, what the Moso insert is is a charcoal freshener. Okay, so to be fair, you might smell something, but it's actually scentless. So, the idea of it is to take odor away from the shoes. Um, this particular version of it, we have two. So there's a Seda one, which is currently sold out, and there's the Moso one, which is scentless. So a lot of people try and replace smell with a smell. I'm personally a person that will use a Moso because I don't want to smell in my shoe. Um, so mm. what it does is, with the Moso one, you leave it in sunlight, and the sunlight charges it. And then once you've charged it, you can leave it into the shoe for three, four days, if you're not wearing it and what it'll do is it'll just absorb all the odor into it nice. now on the back of the insert itself you should be able to see there's one to twelve yeah now retail price for this is ten pounds you you can use this for a whole year each number represents a month so you can see it says recharge under direct sunlight and you can just keep using it um, until it completely doesn't work. So, and then once it doesn't work, okay. you can just pour it into your soil because it's 100% biodegradable. Sick. And that's exactly what the freshener is. Um, it's literally to deodorize, prevent mildew and mold building up in shoes. Like I know certain people have like maybe storage conditions that might be slightly more humid or I don't know. Smells yeah. like an attic and stuff like that. This is the kind of thing that you would use to kind of depict that smell. Because like with sprays and like other things, what you're doing is you're just covering the smell with another mm. smell, while yeah. this is absorbing the scent to pull it back away from the shoe, so that you can just keep using it. That's a good farmer's nice. day present. And it's on um and it's on Captain Planet levels as well about dash it in the in the dirt and them things and it disappears. So well done, saving the planet and all of that. Sustainability. Lessons, man. Good, good stuff. Right. So start from the sole and work your way to the top. Right. So you avoid getting dirt from the sole onto the upper. So um if you only have the premium brush to hand, that should suffice as long as the shoes aren't too crazy dirty. Um, if you're using the foam specifically today, if, so for Rain's purpose, 
I say the foam is perfect. So this is a great time to explain what the solution is and what the foam is. So the foam is basically a ready to use version pre-diluted with water of the solution. Okay. okay. It is not ideal to deep clean a shoe because you will go through a lot of the bottle before you get to the result you want to. So if you want uh, to use something that is extremely dirty, then I personally would recommend the solution every time. Right. If it's something like the level of your races versus the level of Mills' Stylons and Rain's atmospheres, the foam is perfect because what the foam does, it just revitalizes the dirt and takes the surface to off it very, very quickly. Um, it's just pre-diluted with water, so the, the, the simplicity of it is you can just pump it directly on the brush or directly on the shoe, and you can just scrub away. And then as soon as you scrub oh, the right. section down, wipe it down with a towel, and then move away around. Oh. Yeah. Squirt away, that Squirt away. Hey! <laughs> so, uh, as you were saying, as we, as we do this, Jess, so you saw yeah. the difference between Pedro's question. Sorry, I can't remember what you said. Yeah, solution the and then solution. The, the foam. Yeah, so the solution itself, so if, you, if you're buying a solution, the solution itself is 98.3% natural. So it's derived from coconut oil and yoyo oil, which is natural soap derivatives. The 1.7% that doesn't make it 100% is just the fragrance because it smells good. Um, other than that, the solution <laughs> basically is designed to clean absolutely everything for the materials that we spoke about earlier. Um, mm. With that being said, um, the RTU foam is more so, hey, like, I don't know, you guys go out for a quick shoot with a new pair of trainers and you guys don't really want to un-DS it right now, but you un-DS it for the cause of content or creation, then the RTU foam is probably the ideal thing to just kind of quickly whack through the shoes, slap them back in the box until summer comes. Um, same goes with something that you probably wear on a regular rotation, but you don't want to get too dirty. RTU foam is also um, really easy to use to kind of maintain the cleanliness of it through the process of you rotating mm. through your shoes. So then it doesn't require a 15 minute to 20 minute sit down for you to kind of tackle the shoe. Versus the solution, I would use a solution if I've got an hour and maybe four or five pairs to kick through that are fairly dirty. Um, mm. The solution does work a lot stronger due to the concentration of it. You only need three or four drops on the brush with some water for it to foam up the entire shoe. So the RTU foam means um, it just simplifies your your day to day process. It's literally the next best thing after the quick wipes and the suede kit. It's all about quick, snappy efficiency. Yeah, Jeff, when you use the foam, right? Are you meant to wet the brush as well? No, uh, you don't really need to. So you can either directly pump it onto the shoe, and then just scrub directly onto it. And once you do that, one of the things that probably people don't realize is just the microfiber towel to wipe the upper seems um, as simple as that but actually if you use the microfiber towel and knead it into the material a little bit microfiber towels actually have microscopic hooks the microfiber towel we use is designed to hold nine times its water rate oh wow yeah. nice so, um, like, so just just jumping forward a bit so obviously the um on these the elephant print obviously there is a yeah. bit of um dirt on there what what what, what should i be doing with that so same again, because you have a premium brush on the foam, you can use that to tackle it. Um, and just make sure you don't over pump too much foam because then it will lead to over wetting the material. Because at the end right. of the day, the foam is diluted with water. So that's why you don't need water mm. on the brush. Um, but what the microfiber towel does is it basically pulls dirt away from the upper. Um, alongside that is wherever the bristles can't get to on the brush that's where the towel comes in so for example the elephant print yep. it is indented like the the cracks of the elephant print is indented into the material so mm -hmm. for example if you have yeah. dirt between the cracks and a microfiber towel probably be one of the better things to use to try and pull moisture away at the same time pull more dirt away without overwetting the material right okay all right jeff could yes. could rain have used the um the wet wipes that you normally um supply as a substitute not on the elephant print not on the okay. elephant print no so the quick wipes 
Um, quick wipes is easily mistaken to be something that you can use across everything. Uh, it, it actually isn't. You can't use it on anything that's absorbent. So, for example, if somebody stepped on your toe, Henry, when you're flying yeah. it, um, you'd actually have a negative <laughs> effect um, using a quick wipe. So what you'll do is end up rubbing dirt inwards rather than outwards. Right. So with that right. being said, um, the, whole, the whole idea of the solution is that the foam that is created from using the solution or the foam you're using from the RT foam is to lift the dirt off the surface. Now the quick wipe doesn't yeah. foam up. So what the quick wipe is really used for is just like maybe a sturdy, dense level like a white or white Air Force One. That kind of greater level, you ain't got nothing to worry about because you'll break before the shoe breaks. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> um, second thing is the the uh, midsole. So the quick wipes is ideal for you to kind of slip in your wallet, you know, where you want to stay fresh. You've got a new pair of crack on, but you're walking around London and mm-hmm. it's filthy full of pollution, full of bullshit, and all of a sudden you've got one, any mark on your midsole, you'll whip out the yeah. wipe there and then in the middle of central and then give them a wipe down and keep them moving. So, it, 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 like, every every tool does have its trait, every tool has its speciality. Um, so for that reason, yeah, do not use a quick wipe for anything that's absorbent. So that means flying it, no. Suede, no. New buck, no. Sports meshes, no. Felt, no. Leather? Only leather and midsoles. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, right. Not I even like... delicate levels. Like, not even delicate levels. All right? Just oh. like sturdy levels. Sturdy levels. Mm. So yeah. you say sturdy levels. What sort of shoe would you describe as a shoe with sturdy leather? So like an all-white Air Force One, black and black Air Force One, that kind of grade leather. Um, I know we're not showing competitors, but like an Adidas Stan Smith, um, the Python, even the Python, the Python Air Force One, the Ivory Snake Air Force One that came out, that's more of a supple lever. Okay. That being a more yeah. of a supple lever is still durable enough for the use to use a quick wipe. Um, so yeah, along those kind of lines, you can use it. Like plastic detailing on like a BW or like a Air Max 90, you know, you can definitely use that on the tooling. Um, that's no problem at all. But like when you're coming to moving to areas like the suede and the and the felts and the, the meshes, do avoid that. Okay, cool. Um, just a little bit more in terms of the laundry um, that you that you manage at Carnaby Street. On average, how many how many shoes would you say you get through in a day and then in a week? Oh. On a, on a really good week, I think um, on a daily basis, you get anywhere between 30 to 40 pairs a day. Um, on, a, on, a, on a really extreme week, it'd be consistent throughout the whole week. So then by the end of it, we had like maybe 200 to 280 pairs a week. Ooh. Yeah. But that's nothing to what the guys in LA do, bro. The guys in LA, like, there was one time I think French Montana rolled through and just dropped off like, 80 pairs like, yeah dude like the what what you guys see in london is only a fraction of what happens in la like in la their their drop-offs are crazy like mad crazy yeah mad wow. mad lads that is um, nuts. how's the how are the shoes looking so far can we get a little a little screen Loving for the kick so far. Nice. What, how you, how are you, you feeling about your pair? You yeah, can't really tell. Oh, sorry, Pedro. Go, go, go. No, I'm happy. I'm, I'm really happy. I mean, to be fair, um, I don't really care for these anymore. They're just beaters. <laughs> but yeah, for the phone's really good. I really like the phone. Uh, it's not um, abrasive or abrasive. Um, yeah, as some of the um, competitive brands abrasive. are abrasive, abrasive. People say it different ways. No, it's Any- abrasive, man. Anybody that's that, different that, is different. It's that right? Family Guy moment again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not tomato, tomato, bro. Abrasive is abrasive. Man. Weed, <laughs> weed. <laughs> weed. <laughs> right. Um, oh, sorry, Brian. Yeah, um, show your shoes. Uh, so, oh, go on, Emil. Yeah, you go. Um, 
So I thought mine were dirty, but I think they're just fucked. Let's have a look. Tell me, where? No, 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 like at the tip, just the tip. Hmm. Maybe, maybe try the solution on that one. No, I can add material. You know, the felt has like a little bit of a nap to it. Yeah. And it's, now that I've cleaned it up, there's some of the nap missing. And I think like maybe I kicked like a step going up some steps or something. That's that's a a scuff over like dirt. Yeah, I think so. But here's one I did earlier and they look lovely. Yo, they're banging. Yo, they're... <laughs> yo! Dude, ah. they were so dirty when you showed me them the first time. I know, they look like they belong to a homeless person. Dude. <laughs> hey, Emily! Hello! Hey. <laughs> Hello, bonjour! Oh, man, it's a, it's a, oh. It's a green screen. <laughs> no way, it's a green screen. It looks like he's in Jason Ward, doesn't it? Um, rain. Yeah, so my, what it is, you couldn't tell, but the, the uppers were fine. It was more the midsole. So when I did the, uh, the okay. whole solution bit, and you can't even see because I've got the, the panel things in the way. So there was like a lot of little speckles. Like I've, I've worn these in the rain. Like they, they look better than they actually are. They look better on camera than they are in person. But right. I've worn them about, and you know, like when you wear trainers in the rain, you get like the little dirt splashes up onto the midsole, and then you don't clean them straight away so it dries in. So that's what yeah, I had yeah. a lot of. Now, if I, uh, I might actually, I should have done a before and after, but these now, I want to say that they look like they're almost like it's brand new. And I was, I was a bit worried. Mm. Obviously, because of the solution is, is water based, I'm assuming, and not solvent based, it doesn't actually take away the paint. Because yeah. I know some other no, uh, absolutely not. rival brands, it starts to strip away the paint. And this is delicate. When this goes, you've got to send it over to D Goods who can kind of patch you up, you know what I mean? But no, I'm good. I'm happy with these, man. <laughs> also, like... the toe box. I had a few, I had a few, um, like right in the corners, right there, I had a big, I had a stain there. Yeah. And then in that little part here, I had a stain as well. And that's just come out with the, um, when I did the, that with the boom skein with the, it's all gone. So it's all good, man. Happy, man. Happy, happy, happy. Nice. Nice, 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 nice. And you, Mr. Williams? Oh, I'm I'm just here to, to see your bright and shiny trainers look look pristine again. That's all that's the, that's what I'm here for. Um, all Wayne's trainers um, plus we haven't got um, plus, um, plus we haven't got Jeff in trouble for mashing up our kicks. So like it's all the it's all the win win. Yeah. It's all the win win. So um yeah, it's it's good that we're seeing the right results and we're actually getting an explanation on how to start out as well as what solution and what actual yeah. product to, to use for what material and them things there and level of dirt. Absolutely. Absolutely. So just as the, before, oh, I'm not sure if we're heading out or what, but so, so then... No, not yet. This so is the, the, yeah, so talk to me about this and, and cool. what materials it should be used on or when you use it and yada, yada, yada. Okay, so um, the repel is, yet again, a natural repellency. So it's actually water-based rather than solvent-based, unlike certain um, competitors in the game. Um, so the idea of the water-based um, repel is that you can remove the barrier after it's done. You know, so it... It is more of a lengthy process because there isn't a chemical catalyst to speed up the drying process. So the repel itself actually takes um, 24 hours per coat and we recommend at least two coats, ideally three. Um, You can't wear it in between um, just because you need time for it to kind of air dry and build the nano Mm. barrier up. Uh, With that being said as well, when you do spray it, you should shake the bottle. Uh, when you shake the bottle, you spray it about six to eight inches away from the shoe. So make sure your shoes are fully dry after cleaning first. Okay. Right, um, right. So if you've just cleaned them, give them a couple hours to air dry. If you wanted to um, repel them afterwards, then spray them down. Um, <clears throat> the repel is designed to cover pretty much anything that's an absorbent material. 
So leathers don't really need any repellency. Okay, so mm. the reason being is because if you look at, for example, the the uh, leather vamp on the Atmos, there's a there's a sheen to it. Yeah. So mm. that sheen that sheen is the sealant that's protecting the leather. Right. So you don't necessarily have to spray more on top of something that has already sealed something off. It doesn't make sense. Mm. Mm. Um, so for example, if you were to kind of look after aspects of the atmos, then ideally I would always say take the laces out so that you can cover the suede tongue and the suede and middle panels. Also, yeah. you can also look after the uh, elephant print as well because the elephant print is it's weird material. Like it, it's kind of leather, but it's not. And mm. it's kind of like sealed, but it isn't. And like all my mm. elephant prints on my Jordan 3s and stuff, like they're written like over like heavy wear because it's it's, yeah. it's just not it's just not a durable material. So spraying that down um, will go a long way. And one most important thing that I, I definitely must say is that when you spray the shoe down, um, the, the nozzle itself is actually designed to give you a distribution better than an aerosol can. So when you fully load the nozzle up, it, 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 it literally will give you a spray where you can just follow your shoe along. So when you ah. spray it, just follow your shoe along, that's it. Once you load it up, yeah, yeah. So just rotate it around. And when you do rotate it around, just make sure you keep in the same kind of distance so you don't over-submerge it. If for whatever reason you start seeing bigger repellent droplets on the suede, then you can then use the microfiber towel to gently pat it down to even out the uh, big the big blobs, just so yes. that it doesn't cause any unevenness. Now, specifically with suede or things with a nap, after the first 24 hours of drying, make sure you use the brush, the suede brush. And then directionize it. Brush the nap out. So this then ensures that you're covering both sides of the nap to ensure the best quality um, repellency. Right. Now, one other tip is, for example, on the Harachi that you're spraying down now, there is plastic detailing around the cage and the tongue. Yeah. Um, same goes with an air max. You've got the air bubble and you've got the patent level swoosh. Now, these kind of details, ideally, before you allow it to dry for 24 hours, make sure you wipe it down. Wow. This is just to avoid any watermarks forming on, on the material. Because um, once the watermark forms, it's just another job for you to kind of tackle. And then it yeah. will be hard to kind of just clean one part and then you get the other part that's already repelled and then you just take the repel mm. off. And, you know, do not, do not, one thing is, do not be fooled by these people that spray their shoes before they get out of the house every time, bro. Like, can you imagine spraying a pair of shoes every time you walk out without a cleaning process in between. What you're doing is, is you're spraying it, the barrier's formed, it's there to, to repel and, and protect you from things. But then when you walk around, dirt's still gonna attract to the shoe, right? Mm -hmm. Now you go home, yeah, put it down to where your rotation is, and then tomorrow you're wearing the same, okay, let me spray it again. What you're doing there is building another layer of repellency on top of dirt. So when you fully repel the shoe, um, you've got anywhere between six to eight weeks of everyday wear, okay? Now, this is totally dependent on the London weather, obviously. So if you're walking around on a day where it's pouring down like it was earlier today, mm. your, your, your barrier is obviously going to weaken over time because it's not a permanent process. Like people, uh, this, is, this is why we say it's water repellent and not waterproof. Like yeah, there is, a, right. there is a law. There is a law behind the differences of the two. Water resistancy means that you can hold um, and repel water and stains and dirt up to a certain level before the barrier breaks. This is why there's differences between Gore-Tex and Hyvent and all of these other materials. Mm. Like there, there's people that are paying for waterproof technology because it really is waterproof even if it means the the dwr coating is, is is worn down the water won't go through the membrane so that's what waterproofing mm. is 
water repellency is a DWR coating. So that's where you, that's the flamboyant stuff where you pour water on it and you see the droplets just trickle off the shoe. Mm. So that like the thing about repellency is it is a very good thing to kind of put on shoes, but it also is deeper than just the aesthetic of being able to push stain and water away from the shoe. Mm. It's, yeah. it's more so the fact that, hey, if, for example, yeah, again, somebody steps on your shoe after you repelled it, that is direct contact onto the shoe. There's very people will say to me, my shoes are still getting dirty after repelling. Well, if there's direct contact on the shoe, there's direct contact on the shoe. But like somebody steps on your shoe, is yeah. going to be dirty. However, the good thing about it being repelled is that when you're coming to clean it, it wouldn't have inserted into the material. So, mm. like a lot of people think of it on a very superficial factor, it's it's more so the job it does, and it keeps doing whilst you're wearing the shoe until you do clean it again. So this is why it's really yeah. important to clean the shoes between processes of reapplying. Mm. Don't make a dirt sandwich. <laughs> yeah, can. exactly. Don't make, make a dirt sandwich. Exactly. Don't be that guy or girl. Um, a little bit of a personal one, Jeff. Don't be scared. But what trainer are you looking forward to next that's coming out? What's on your radar? I'm waiting for my Nike ID to arrive. I finally just nailed it on a snakeskin palette, bro. Oh, nice finally, one. Yeah, nice one. Nice I finally managed to. But um, if you're talking about a general release, I'd probably the University Red Dump that are coming out this, this Friday, man. That's a very nice yes. red. Yes. Very nice red. Yeah. I mean, dunks is something that I've loved, like, for all my life, you know, like... Oh, we, we know, we know. Like, that's we all know. I wore, Fast. you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. But, no, nice yeah, no, that's definitely it. I don't, I don't know what else is coming up. I'd like to say I look forward to the Dior Jordan 1s, but that's a miss anyway. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> very mythical, very mythical. You know comical, it's comical, it's not even mythical, it's but comical. But Dave says that, watch him have one by his ear, ringing the next man on the other one. <laughs> watch him, bro. Watch him, bro. Learn Dwayne, bro. You'll just attain it one way or another, whether it's six months. I'm, I'm innocent. Year. I'm innocent. I'm innocent. <laughs> Says the, the one with the cherry wood. Says the one with the mag. Says the one with the He's a walking robot. grail. Bro, isn't it? Like, redefine <laughs> grail to Van Grail jams. <laughs> don't, don't, don't give me don't, don't give me ideas don't give me ideas don't, 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 don't give me ideas um, uh, but yeah no um, go for it blacklisted Just, it, please it's, it's, one, it's a bizarre question um, at your laundry how many microfiber cloths do you go through and the second question is what actually happens to them once you're done with them you just dash them no, absolutely not. I've been using the same towels for two years, bro. Absolutely not. Oh, the towels that we're go. using at the drop-off is uh, we've been using it for two years, but we haven't changed them. Um, they Serious? might get dirtier and they might get stained. But after you use the microfiber towel, if you put it into like a 30, 40 degree synthetic wash, all the dirt will come off. If there's color transfer from the towel, from the shoe to the towel, that will remain, but it won't retransfer back onto another shoe. So you can just keep using mm. the towel till it literally falls apart. Um, however, in 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 the uh, drop off, I'd say our luxury is much higher. So, like, if I'm going for a deep clean, I'd probably use at least four or five towels. That's how important they are. Like, I use towels a lot more than I would use just the brushes. I mean, the brushes kind of loosen the dirt out, and then the towel kind of really puts the last few finesses into the clean that brings it to another level. Um, so, people that sleep on the microfiber the towel, stop sleeping on it because. It does bits, man. It really does. No respect. Did, did you ask me how many towels are at the drop-off as well? Yeah. Oh, there's 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 over a thousand towels at, at the drop-off. Yeah, there's a, there's there's a lot of towels at the drop-off. There's about I think there's about a thousand to a thousand two hundred towels. Wow. Yeah, just before lockdown, we were supposed to get another batch, and then my my um. My um my my main manager over there, he he was like, "Do you need guys need more towels?" I'm like, "Dude, like we haven't even gotten through the second batch that's still been waiting to be put on the shop floor because we can still get through it." So yeah, no, uh, towels are quintessential. 
Cool. What I want to just quickly do before I think Pedro might be looking to round up is just a quick. So I'm going to put, I'm going to give you a scenario which might happen to an everyday sneakerhead. So a Jason Mark problem. What I want you to do, hopefully in about 30 seconds to 45 seconds, tell me how the sneakerhead should solve it. Right. So a scuff on the toe box on Air Max One original mesh. What would you do to get that out? Microfiber towel. A premium brush solution. Right, solution. Uh, so not the phone. Not the phone. Woo! Right, right, boom, straight out of the park. All right. Um, so a grass stain or a ketchup stain on material which is like the Skylons. Suede brush. I'm away, isn't it? Premium brush. Microfiber tar solution. That ketchup one was for a meal because he dropped um, ketchup on. What was it? No, it wasn't even ketchup. It was... Um... Bruh, do you think what? I'm one of those guys that puts ketchup on their pizza? No. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was eating a burrito or something and the burrito sauce or something dropped... I can't remember what he was oh, eating. I was, was going to say, what's ketchup doing on a burrito, bro? Well, well I don't know. I, don't know. I, can't, I can't remember. No. I remember later on. I remember later on. Um, so... Um, Mud stains. So what, what do we do for mud stains? Suede brush first and just like vigorously brush the shit out of the shoe. Right. Like, I can't stress Literally. that enough. Literally, Literally brush the shit out of the shoe. Brush now, you the remember shit you're using out of the, the shoe. The horsehair bristle brush is dense for a reason. So when you're dealing with mud and stuff, your mm. mud is one of those kind of things, it's make or break. Like yeah. stuff. <clears throat> and staining from mud can be a lot worse than it seems but <coughs> the preliminary step is to use this because if you wet the mud that's already on the shoe you're probably fun. just going to rub it inwards yeah. so like literally dry brush it as much as possible to the point where wherever you're brushing it turns completely dusty kind of muddy that's important because it that's something we do we had a pair of fb yeezy mx ones that came in like and dude like i didn't even know that was the shoe underneath the shoe the shoe was just concaved in mud like this guy was trying to cook with like a mud oven you know? dude like shit and literally just had to brush the shower the shoe and you start seeing like the detail and you're like oh shit so that's what the shoe is and then right. you go in for the deep thing because what happens is it's like the stitching areas, the mud will get trapped in. And then if you're rubbing it and scrubbing it, you're going to wet it and you're not going to see it. And then when it dries, it comes back. You're just going to get extremely pissed off because right. you're just going mm. at it aimlessly. All right. So the last one is denim bleed. Yes. Microfiber towel, premium brush and solution. Simple no, as that. The microfiber, the microfiber towel is actually the more important thing out of the, the, the three. Um, it's just because a lot of people scrub the uh, denim bleed thinking that will take it out. However, you, the bristles aren't actually firm enough to give you enough contact to, to, to take more dirt away from where the bleed has happened. So most importantly is once you've scrubbed it and it's firmed up, you reuse the foam one more time before you wipe it away to kind of knead into the denim bleed to try and lighten mm. it as much as possible. However, denim mm. bleed is not 100% removable. Yeah, of course. Do bear that in mind. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Oh, hopefully those little four little kind of snippets help some of the sneakerheads that are watching. Work. Work.